Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Welcome to The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, Olive Brewski. And what's happening, everybody? See us online, thevocalminority.net. Check out all our socials. We're putting a lot of effort into those things intermittently. So check it out and share it when we do. Welcome back to the program. We've got a uh, compelling one for you today, uh, as it all has to do with something that excites, I think, everybody, correct, Amundo? Yeah. Talking about Shaft? Just talking about a little <laughs> porno. <laughs> well, might be talking about Shaft, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be it. Uh, yeah, sure. Sex, porn, all that stuff. It's all good. Who doesn't like it? What red-blooded American doesn't like it? I wonder these days, dude. I mean, there are parents against porn, you know. Well, there always has been. I know uh, finding Playboys in my good old day was never easy. Parents were always hiding that stuff. Not very well, though, because I found it. (laughs) Right. I did, too. They were old. And, I mean, once in a while, I had to rely on the uh, Sears catalog. But for the most part, (laughs) I found them. Yes. Yeah. Now, access to porn is something we will be talking about at some point during this hour, because as uh, as fun as an adult, as I think it is, that porn is everywhere and it's for free 99 percent of the time. uh, I do wonder about what effect it's having on the youth of America, because we all had to fight to find porn, some VHS tape or some Playboy or Wii magazine or whatever. Let me I, say, I don't know what I would have done as a 13-year-old if I had a magical machine that just gave it all to me. Oh, well, my God. We know what you did as a 20-year-old because uh, we were all around when, you know, this porn thing started opening up and the Steve and I worked together. And uh, we thought that it was a magical box that could bring <laughs> any scene I typed in into oh. it. And it was. Uh, it was incredible. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth to think this has always existed. Right. Yeah. I, I think it probably warped us well enough in our 20s. So, yeah, I do kind of wonder what it does for the kids. Um, but maybe it makes them all better lovers, because I would argue that about porn, too. You know, you would we'll have to get into that. Yeah, I think so. You learn a lot if you're looking at it correctly. I've been yeah. hearing some data that uh, goes the other way. I've dated some women that that could use some instruction. That's what the answer. Sure. Well, the disrespect in porn—that's something that's probably well, yeah. Because I don't know where that came from. This denigrating women thing. Isn't it enough that they're naked? Do we have to like spit on them and stuff? I don't. I don't. You know. I don't get that side of porn. And that's honestly something I'm going to have to talk to my kid about at some point here. That you know, that's actually not how you should be treating a woman. Like porn in and of itself is not a terrible thing, but there's some crazy porn out there that is not for anyone. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it. Let's get to porn in a moment. Let's start off talking about STDs. Champion. What? Please, dude. STDs. I don't know why you're giggling so much. (laughs) STDs make you giggle. Does the word chlamydia make you giggle? Is that what's going on? I'll be a champion. Come on, tickle our minds with STDs. I know Uh, it well. STD rates have spiked by as much as 505% nationally since the year 2000, a couple of states in particular. This is a widespread report covering now 23 years, basically, of STD activities. Uh, they're getting this by uh, uh, tracking STD trends and patterns. 
Population-adjusted cases of primary and secondary syphilis have risen by 505% between 2000 and the year 2020. Uh, The biggest increase among the five sexually transmitted diseases, by the way. So Mm -hmm. syphilis, number one with a bullet, 505%. That's incredible, dude. How do you get syphilis? Just uh, penetration? (laughs) Although someone can pass it along to you orally as well, because you can't have syphilis in your your mouth and your your throat and that sort of thing, too. Yeah. Uh, Chlamydia, the most common of the STDs that were tracked, saw, this is interesting, a 13% dip from 2019 to 2020 as we got into the coronavirus pandemic. It was the only of the five STDs that saw rates decrease in this period. However, since 2021, preliminary data shows that chlamydia rising up to the top. They're showing a spike in chlamydia cases as well. Wow. Uh-uh. Yeah, a solid question to ask is is uh, COVID. You talk about during COVID. I mean, is COVID an STD? I mean, you could pass it along, right? Uh, I Technically, but I guess the flu would be an STD too then. Yeah, you don't have to have sex or intimate contact to, to pass COVID or the flu. Whereas with what Steve's talking about with chlamydia and gonorrhea and yeah. syphilis, you, you, there has to be some sort of intimate contact with genitalia. Tremendous play by Bruski. Combining the population-adjusted cases across the uh, five STDs that were tracked, uh, North Dakota and Utah saw the biggest increases since the year 2000. Oh, the Mormons, dude, are getting down. 369% increase in North Dakota, 291% in Utah. Holy mackerel, dude. Right. The soaking has gotten out of hand in Utah. The uh, the five that they reference here, chlamydia, syphilis, uh, primary and secondary syphilis, which I didn't know that was the thing, early non-primary and non-secondary syphilis and gonorrhea. There's a lot of form of syphilis out there. I didn't even yeah. know. So, um, so the big question here is why, right? And it's not just because I'm outdating again. <laughs> you just are curious. You want to know what's going on. Uh, numerous factors have contributed to the uh, rapid rise in STD rates throughout the U.S., including a pre-pandemic reduction in what? STD prevention, education, and efforts. Sex ed, dude. Remove it or lose it. it. Yeah, and we've talked about this on the show before, that it's such an ignorant thing to do to take away uh, you know, sex ed and think that it's going to have a positive effect. And when yeah. you think about that, does that now surprise you that Utah and North Dakota would have the biggest increases? Right, dude. It goes back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, oral sex and penetration. You could get it this both ways. When you talk to younger kids or see them talking, uh, they always have ideas that are wrong on like, oh, uh, well, if you do this, you can't catch anything. You know, if you do this raw dog, you can't catch anything. You know, they're wrong. I mean, sex education has failed in this country with our kids. Yes. Uh, according to research, there's been a decrease in condom use, a decrease in condom use amongst sure. high school students yep. from the years 2013 to 2017. That's a number that should be going up. I mean, you've nailed it. It's a solid study. Where do I gain all this teenage sexual <laughs> knowledge from? You might be thinking, uh, when I worked at the pizza joint, dude, these kids were all in high school. They used to come in, you know, telling stories, just BS. And they're all, all of them raw dog much to my dismay that i was like really just on a one night hookup you're just raw dog yep all the time anytime it's become uncool i guess 
Yeah. The, uh, the top five states here, let's see. Uh, so North Dakota had the biggest increase, 369%, followed by Utah, 291%. Number three on the list was Montana, 237%. Okay. Fourth on the list, and this is a little bit of a head scratcher to me, is Nevada, a 210% increase. I work in Nevada. Mm. I'm dating a woman in Nevada. <laughs> so Nevada's an interesting state because it used to be really red and now it's become purple or blue. It's gone blue the last few national elections for like presidents and whatnot, but they just threw out their Democratic governor in Nevada. So there's definitely a, you know, juxtaposed in Nevada between the rural but and basically are, that's the liberal area. But, but yeah, anything, anything outside of Clark County is, is pretty rural. Super rural. I mean, Reno is probably the other small exception. Yeah, to that. That's exactly. the only reason Nevada is voted blue is Reno and Las Vegas. The rest of Nevada is, yeah, it's, it's nothingness. Yeah. Number five on the list is West Virginia, followed by Idaho, Iowa, New Mexico, South Dakota, and for some reason, New York. It was number 10 on the list. Think about that, dude. There is only one Democratic state on that list. Well, it depends how you cut that, because New Mexico is generally it goes Democratic and Nevada, like I was saying, kind of goes back and forth. But worst case scenario, eight out of 10 are, you know, conservative areas. And that makes sense because they're the ones cutting back on SDD, you know, sex ed in schools and all that. Yeah. And giving away free condoms, programs like that. This is where you look at what you've done to your community and you say, oh, maybe we're going the wrong direction. We should, uh, you know, try and get back on course or whatever. And it doesn't seem to be happening. You would think. But like Brewski brought up on an episode or two ago, Lauren Bobert is now a grandma at age 36. She was a teen mom, and now her teen has gotten another teen pregnant. Like, they're clearly not learning from their mistakes. You know, cut off your nose to spite your face thing. Yeah. And the girl that her teenage son has knocked up. Is a minor. Well, they're both minors, aren't they? I thought they were one was like 17, one was 16 or something. Uh, I, I don't think know. She, uh, she's 17, and I think he's the younger one. I think oh, she, it- yeah, but I think she's, uh, she's can have sex, is what I'm trying to say. She can consent. She age of consent. 16 is not make it. 17, maybe that's it. He's a it minor. Depends, but it, it, it really depends on the state because, yes, you know, that's what I'm um, saying. In Maryland, I believe. And this is an old law, but I think the uh, age of consent there was like 13 or 14. There's a bunch of states that it's still that age range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about your hometown, uh, Harness, <laughs> uh, Michigan? I mean, are they given sex ed when you're a kid or what? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we started that in, I mean, the girls got it in fifth grade because apparently they developed sooner. The boys all went out and played soccer. Well, the girls got a little talking to perfect <laughs> in school. But yeah, I mean, heavily in middle school, we got into it. And I told the story once about how my seventh grade uh, sex ed teacher told us, told all of us guys that if you lose your erection while inside a woman, you'll become stuck inside <laughs> of her. Stuck in there. So, yeah, I mean, yes. even when we are in class, we're not getting the greatest information. <laughs> right. What's the age of consent when you were growing up? As soon as I in could. Michigan. It was my age of consent. <laughs> right, but why, by law. I think if you know these answers, something's wrong with you. Why are you looking these things up? And why would you know? Oh, Michigan's 14, but Ohio's 13. Like, that's <laughs> because like, is it one of that? those that's so low on the list? The reason I'm asking is because, listen, gentlemen, today for the very first time, as I see Ted Nugent uh, go out to uh, talk to politicians and, you know, say I'm a Trump guy, uh, I've never listened to jailbait before. 
Uh, are you familiar with the song from Ted Nugent, Jailbait? Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, one of numerous songs back in the old days that no one seemed to think it was weird about. You not know. that old. <laughs> when did Jailbait come out? Brewski? Uh, hey, Brewski. I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> you got to ask it like a computer, dude. Come on. That's what I'm doing. You got to say, hey, Brewski, right? Hey, Brewski. Oh, what no. Computing, computing, computing. Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah. Here's the answer. Please don't tell me it's 1990-something. <laughs> Actually, the, the answer is 1981. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, it's getting a little gray area there, but yeah. So, you know, we talked about it before, sexy and 17. Well, she was just 17, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, this yeah. weird thing in the music industry for years where that was somehow okay. And Jailbait, though, uh, she was 13 in the song. You know, he said, you're only 13. Uh, talks about getting together with her, and if they get caught, hopefully the cops will want to keep the handcuffs on her and join in. That's what the whole well, song's about. Yeah, like what is wrong with people? Yeah. Well, but but you you do know that his current wife, he actually yes. first had sex with her when she was very young, and to protect him from being brought up on charges, her parents actually signed legal guardianship over to him. Because yes, she, he adopted she her. Yeah. Doesn't that make it incest then? <laughs> That's a less penalty in Michigan, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> the fact is, is uh, we need sex ed because, you know, things are happening all over this country that shouldn't be happening. Yes. We need sex ed. We need free condoms. We need as much uh, as much proactiveness in all of this as possible. Because I don't know why we're not more European with our sex and our our nudity, you know, uh, where, hey, like, this is part of life. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do it. We're going to learn about it. Like, it's I don't know why it's so taboo everywhere to talk about it. It's a dangerous cocktail to have more pornography than ever before in history, combined with less sex ed ever. What happens? You get a 500% increase in STDs, some of which we thought were benign and pretty much gone. Yeah. Oh, they're back with vengeance. Well, be careful out there. Well, Brewski's the only one that we're worried about right now. I slid into home base disease free with my Nevada woman who is also disease free. So, yeah, I apparently uh, made it under the gun there. But um, it is a legitimate concern when you're out there in the dating world. More times than not, if I'm with a woman, the only thing that I allow to happen without any protection is maybe speaking into the microphone, and that's it. Yeah. See, and that's, I mean, I guess that's more safe, but you're still not completely, no, you're but, not completely. But if you, but if you, but if you want me to wear a, a condom for that, then you're just wasting your time because nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Has I anyone ever it. used a dental dam? Have any of you guys ever I, used one? I tried to once. It sounds it terrible to me. How did that It work? didn't go well. I mean, it just didn't. covering a woman's hoo-ha with saran wrap, basically, and like tonguing that, I, that sounds terrible. Yeah, yes. it was, it was pretty awful. Hmm. It was. Yeah. Not to uh, mention, who's got dental dam laying around? You're weird if that's in your drawer. I'm just saying. Oh, that's no, that's judgmental, but... dude. Why, <laughs> why would you say that? For a guy to have it, that's weird. No. For a woman to have it, that's an admission of guilt. Something she... funky going on down there if you've got dental dam in your top drawer. That's she all. doesn't want to catch a disease, dude. She, from my she... tongue? Please. It's so you don't catch a disease from her. That's the point of the dental dam. Can't we? Uh, we can do AIDS, get AIDS that way. I don't think well, so. Hey, Brewski. I will, I will tell you. Computing, computing, computing. Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah. Here's the answer. No, you can't. 
Yes, you, you. can. So, yeah, what do we answer? You can't get AIDS through performing oral sex on a woman. Yes, you, you can. Are you kidding me? Through any fluid of the body, you yes, can contract it's, the it's, AIDS virus. But it's 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 a lot less you likely look, look that a woman will pass it on to a man. You would have to have some sort of open wound in your mouth because your stomach acids would kill anything to make it down your throat. So, so, had a canker some, sore, tough guy? <laughs> some saying. bad dental it, hygiene, maybe. You know? It can happen, but I mean, that's one in a billion that somebody got AIDS from no. performing oral on a woman. Yes, I exactly. I would love to know what the statistics I, on that. I'm with you on that, Steve. Come on. Dude, you guys speak without knowledge, but admit that. You don't have the knowledge. Have you, you don't got have AIDS from performing oral <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're taking a very very small sample of people. There's three of us here. I'm trying to educate. When you start doing the sphere mongering, you can get anything from anyone ever. Like then you're just, you know, it's like saying that all drugs are the same. They're all bad. No, they're not. That's true. I would like to throw out there that there are, there have been times where I've actually gone down to take care of business and I wish there was some sort of barrier there. That's fair. Like one time in particular, this woman asked me to do that and my hand had already been there and I had already kind of caught an idea of what was going on. (laughs) And when she asked me to do that, I must have had the look of fear in my eyes with a really do I have to? Uh, Yeah, I think I've told you guys before the first woman I ever did that to. It was terrible foul. Uh, But I had always heard, oh, it tastes terrible. It tastes like fish. So I was just like, oh, I guess this is what everyone's been talking about. And then as I went on to the second woman, I was like, oh, my gosh, that woman was diseased. Like, I have never experienced a (laughs) hoo-ha. Something was bad. Something was wrong down there. Her pH balance was off. I mean, that's what it is, right? Maybe she was, did she drive a long way? She'd be like sitting on it the entire drive, getting all sweaty and, and She whatnot. did ride her bicycle to my house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we mystery solved. Here's an article. The first thing that comes up, can you get infected with HIV from oral sex? On uh, a woman, not a guy. Listen. Down you. What, what's the difference? It's a big difference from a girl giving a guy oral sex to a guy giving a girl oral sex. I would say the concentration of the virus would be way higher in seminal fluid than it would from you know vaginal fluid. Of course, dude. But but what does it say? Go ahead. The chance that you'll get HIV from receiving oral sex, guy or girl. That means a partner's mouth is on your genitals is low compared to unprotected vaginal or anal sex. But it's not easy to know what the actual risk is. This is because most people who have oral sex would also then go have on to yes, other stuff. So yeah. it's tricky to figure out what what you got it from. But yeah. it's possible. Just be careful. It's possible, sure. I'm just saying it's not You like don't it. know the numbers, so it is possible. It's less <laughs> likely. Let's just leave it there, dude. Y- your point, though, is the bigger one, that if you're going down on someone, you're probably then going to proceed on to regular sex. So, yes, yeah, that's where you're probably at much bigger risk. So, yeah. All right, women, we're going to stop going down on you, according to Nick here. That's, no, that's what no. I've taken from this. <laughs> Find a lover and keep a lover. And if not, uh, you might have to dental damn it up. That's all I'm saying. I go for quality, not quantity. So I, I would agree with you there. All right. Uh, let's talk about the other side of things here, then. Uh, porn. Boom, chaka waka. Uh, we got a few things going on in the world of porn. Uh, Brewski, what was, you, what, what was your article? Let's start there. Okay. So we, we all know Pornhub. I think most of us have. Sure. And by the way, I have gotten a virus from Pornhub before. 
Not one my doctor can help me with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I seriously, though, years ago, uh, I have one porn site now I use re- religiously because I trust it. I've never gotten a virus from it. But what Pornhub it? years ago, I uh, it's called XNXX. Okay. Okay. I know that up. one. Yeah. Uh, Pornhub, though, I did get a virus and I called a local computer tech you know, buddy in and immediately he's looking at it. He's like, whoa. He was like, your hard drive is is tainted like what porn site were you on that you got all this from <laughs> like yep guilty you told him it was Pornhub. yeah yeah for sure the biggest you would think, according to our cybersecurity expert Pornhub is the walmart to porn so maybe nowadays they've done a much better job you know filtering all that stuff out because they're a, a multi-million dollar maybe billion dollar business so they don't want you getting viruses i don't yeah. know if they care as much as you think they might really because people just keep coming back for it you well, know what i mean actually Actually, it says here that um, that Pornhub has actually made billions of dollars so, in this story because of the this documentary called Money Shop, Money Shot, the Pornhub yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. And they actually talk about how much money that that site makes. So I'm quite sure that now these days they're most probably more security conscious. Yeah. Not only have they made billions, but they also have helped uh, skyrocket the Internet. I hope everyone understands that porn is what has catapulted the internet. Technology wise oh, access. Like that's what most traffic is out there. Porn made the internet. I yes. mean, that's, that's the truth of the matter. Yeah. And Take porn- that Al Gore. It wasn't you. It was Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub as a whole, though, Brewski, I might, uh, say to step back and think about the fact that yes, Pornhub makes a ton of cash. But as far as that movie that was on Netflix, Money Shot, yeah, uh, they talk about how even though they are making a ton of money, all their security practices uh, with the site are not up to date. It's all about making money. It's uh, all about it. So you know what Pornhub is, how it's created. It's just a bunch of porn and a central hub. People are uploading it from everywhere. It's like YouTube. You can yeah, go on yeah. there and create an account, and upload it. Right. Yes. Well, before companies did, and individuals, right? I mean, it's everyone doing it. Anyone, anyone could do it. Yeah. Individuals. um, But people, porn stars are able to make a lot more money now because they're just doing their shoots in their own bedroom. They're not paying for a crew, you know, creating their own little business. But you didn't have to get verified for a long time on Pornhub to upload videos. Mm. So if you were underage or something else, you know, Russian company cranking out porn. Yeah. So now you have to obviously be verified. How safe it is, no one really knows. And why is that, Brewski? Because the, the, the amount of videos that they actually have to look at every single day. Yeah, there's Somebody a has job to screen all this stuff. that has yeah. to look at the video and then decide whether or not to verify it or reject it. And how many do they have to watch per day? So it says here that every moderator has to review at least 700 videos per day, but it was expected for us to do more. And then it goes on to say that it got up to the point where they wanted you to, to, to do 800 to 1,000 videos per eight-hour shift. Or they were letting people go. If you can't keep up with this quota that they're asking for, and that's in an eight-hour shift. Yeah. That's a lot of porn, dude, to watch. It doesn't seem mathematically possible to watch that much video content in eight hours. Uh, They don't watch the whole video. That's the thing. They're just watching, you know, a part to say, oh, does this girl look old enough? You know, blah, blah, blah. Nothing dangerous is going on in this. They look at, you know, a minute or 30 seconds and just kind of scan around it to see what it looks like. And then they verify it or don't. 
Yeah, that seems highly flawed. And they're making so much money, dude, but they're not, you know, increasing this department to say, hey, we need more people to do this because there's so many people trying to get verified. Interesting. It's a dangerous industry from what I understand. Is that a dream job or no? Would that terrible. just ruin it for you? Uh, so you know, there was an art, there was a, a lawsuit a few years back that some people who worked for Verizon sued Verizon because they had to preview videos before it would get put on on the net, and uh, they developed PTSD because it wasn't just porn but a lot of violent imagery, right? And and so the, these people develop PTSD. And I guess um, Verizon wasn't sympathetic to them. Yeah. And just kind of like pushed them out the door and said, okay, well, apparently you can't do the job anymore and pushed them out the door. All this stuff that shouldn't be getting through is getting through, whether it's underage girls or, you know, people, you know, degrading women in a way that I guess is not entertainment, you know, but it's making porn bad for especially younger people to look at because they think it's the norm. Here's something for you as well. So as of 2020, and this number may have changed, Pornhub employs 80 moderators. Now keep that in mind Jeez. when you when you realize that Facebook alone yeah. has has 15,000 moderators. Wow. Yeah, that's I nuts. wonder what that does to your psyche to watch that much porn every day. Can you oh, imagine? Yeah. And then you're the not surface. selecting it like, hey, this is what I'm really into. I'm going to go watch it for eight hours. Right. Yeah. Being subjected to porn you don't like. I mean, on the surface, you think like being hired to preview porn, that would be a dream job, like being hired by Hershey's to sample chocolate all day. But of <laughs> yeah. course, you're going to get way overdosed on, it, on chocolate or porn or whatever it is at some point. This is going to ruin it for you. And of course, their filter is going to get worn all the way down or just skim through. Yes, fine. Skim through. I got to watch 900 of these before i can go home right or start to skip it through it that Would sounds you, like they're doing that to have the appearance that we're trying exactly that's what the whole point was and do you think that if you did that job uh would you bone up for the whole eight hour shift i, I mean for the first day probably but yeah that would probably really ruin porn for you yeah. After a while, you're kind of like, yeah, okay, already, I've seen this, whatever. Totally. I mean, talk about desensitizing yourself. What would it right. take to get you excited after all that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're selling yeah. your your soul, your sexual soul. Yeah. Now that's interesting. Um, I, I guess I didn't realize any companies were doing that out there. I mean, it is just so the Wild West, it feels like, a pornography. Yes. I had said on this show back in the early 2000s when we were doing it, before I had kids, that Every website that has porn should be, instead of a .com or a .org, it should just be .xxx. Oh, yeah. And that way it would be so simple to filter it out. Just anything. We're still going to let you do whatever you want to these websites. We're not going to censor it, but it has to be on a .xxx domain name. And then we could have a much easier time filtering it all. There was a, a site, and it's still around now, but um, they had a couple of domains taken away from them. A website called Captain Stabbin. And, and what, yes. what, so, but originally, <laughs> but Captain Stabin originally was CaptainStabin.org. Ah, uh, it was an organization, a tax free unit, huh? Exactly. And so that got taken away and they had to go to CaptainStabin.com. Doing the Lord's work right there, the captain. <laughs> yeah. right. Doing well, he was in any megachurches are, you know. <laughs> like so many captains, he was in international waters. So <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. Apply to him, but, yeah, oh, no, that's that, funny. 
that is crazy. Well, on that topic, there's uh, there's an anti-porn bill that's being introduced in eight different states that could force device makers to censor sexual material. Now, when I first read this article, I thought, listen, we can't be censoring pornography. It's just the usual, you know, let's all ban porn garbage. And some sure. of these states have co-opted this bill and turned it into, you know, basically that, saying that, uh, uh, who was it? Montana said something like uh, pornography was a... Uh, you know, a public menace or whatever, <laughs> right? You know, by a bunch of politicians who are all, all all over these websites. But yeah, exactly. The point of these laws, and it was written by some tech people that then introduced it to some states to see if any of them would grab hold of it. Is they want filters set up by default. Right now, there's filters on all of our devices that if you choose to go in there and turn them on, will filter sexual content as much as they mm. can. Their point is we should mandate it to be on by default. And an adult should have to turn it off. What say um, you? Because on one level, as a parent, like these filters are not perfect. And there's too many websites and too many places to get all this stuff. TikTok being one of them, by the way, I see naked booties on TikTok all the time. Sure. On my FYP page for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so TikTok's not going to qualify for those filters. But what they're talking about in this, uh, in this legislation is technology that will scan an image from any site. And if there's nudity, it'll filter it. And if and, me, as a competent adult, if I turn that off on my phone, then it's never going to do it. Let but me my tell you, phone would come with it on by default. And with very little thought put into this, just on the fly, my first answer would be, I'm all for it. Yeah, Bruski, what do you think? I don't know. You know, I mean, where, where do you stop, though? You know what I mean? <laughs> where do you stop? You stop right there. Like, if you want it, you have to push the button to get it, and everyone else is safe from it. All the little children. I, you stop yeah. at the T and the A. For me, it's just like, you know what? You're now putting all these guardrails up and you're making it harder for adults. What? Because we got to protect the children. Right. I see it both ways. You know, like it really should be up to the parents to protect the kids. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't have to prove to my phone that I'm an adult. But then again, that's the way society works with so many things. I got to prove I'm old enough to buy beer, right? I don't get beer by default until um, I can prove otherwise. And let me tell you, dude, as someone who when has, it gets to be uh, my age, they give you then they'll start giving you drinks no matter what. <laughs> as someone who has who has uh, like we were talking about earlier, flirted with the foster care system, yeah. uh, most of the parents out there are not responsible enough to push these buttons, to be quite honest with you. It's a complicated thing. I mean, I'll tell you, there's not just one easy filter that, you know, solves all this. Yeah. And, you know, my default answer with a lot of this technology stuff with kids is this is the world we're living in now. I know it wasn't like this when we were kids or our parents were kids, but the world has changed. Kids are on devices all the time. It is part of society. Um, so you can't just go with this whole just it's all bad and evil phones and technology. And it it, it no. is what it is. It's prevalent. It's moderation. So, yeah. Is it up to the companies to protect us? Do we protect ourselves from them? I mean, I don't, we can't I don't know. rely on the companies if we're a capitalistic society. Dude. I mean, we can't rely on them. It's got to be it's well, got to be either the parents it? or the government. A Budweiser is not allowed to advertise to minors. I mean, there are some limits we put on companies. Tell me one kid that doesn't know what a Budweiser is. You well, know, sure. like they're seeing it. Yeah. Well, but but isn't this parents being lazy and wanting the yes. government to, to, to do something that they should be doing themselves? Yes, 100 percent. Yeah. Well, why, do, why do we have seatbelt laws? You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. the government's got to tell you how to be a good parent. 
from a lot of uh, places. They're not. They're not responsible enough to even get a kid to brush their teeth or feed them, let alone, you know, keep them away from some of this stuff. So I would also argue that a lot of parents, we have our hands full with a million things. So maybe Apple could help me out on this one. Like, honestly, I'm not endorsing either side because I see it both ways. I, I truly do. Yeah, but I don't I don't want to have to prove to my phone, oh, I'm an adult. Can I please look at what I want to look at? And, and you know, I mean You gotta hit the uh the switch when you go into uh uh many sites that says, Oh, if you want to go buy liquor or anything, you gotta say I'm twenty one. You gotta hit that button. Yeah. You gotta show your ID to prove you're of age for all sorts of things. You know, maybe because maybe because I don't have little kids or the, you know, my my kid obviously is 20s and, and that sort of thing so I'm, I'm not worried about what he sees or anything like that yeah. listen brisky there's a lot of people who agree with you and i'm not saying that i don't completely just uh shortly off thinking about this but like my brother is always talking about like hey it is not my responsibility to care about everyone else raising their children i will take care of mine and yeah. i want all these things on and there i think there's a lot of people who agree with you no there definitely are but again, I go back to there's so many laws that you could adopt that mentality to. Don't tell me to buckle up my seatbelt or don't ask for my ID to buy liquor. Let me prove that. Or yeah. Should be up to me. Like, I don't know. On one hand, that's the way our society works. We have checks and balances and, uh, you know, criteria to do certain things. And you got to show your ID to fly in a plane. Like, I mean. Yeah, but, 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 but so now I'm having to alter my behavior because you decided to have children. Yeah. And I have, yeah. To, protect, I have to protect you. It's like those baby on board stickers. On the back of cars, those piss me the hell off. Because what? I'm supposed to change how I drive because you got a kid in the back? I mean, come uh, on. Maybe just be a little th- more thoughtful. No. No. That. Not going to give that at all. What if I want to no. smoke in a restaurant? What do I care if it gives you cancer? I'm only worried about myself. I don't care. Yeah, so, see, I'm, I don't have a problem with, with the smoking thing at all. I don't right. have a problem with that at all. But our society does. And yeah, I get it. We've changed things. This is my point. Sometimes society does have to step in because not all parents are aware of it, care about it. And maybe just because, you know, you're not raising your kid correctly, you may not care about that. But when they become an adult and they're twisted in the head and they're now the next Charles Manson or whatever, like maybe this is a good debate. And again, I see it both ways of how far society go. But you know what, though? There are a lot of people becoming the next Charles Manson who are raised in good families. I don't think so, actually serial killers murderers that is the parents fault they were raised to be warped little individuals i i can point to very few well-known criminals who just had this miraculous upbringing and one day as an adult decided well, to go butcher people Dahmer was just huge and uh you know showed the whole background on his story and he came up from a really messed up parents you know he did and most of them do of course i mean most yeah. of them do when did things stop being a privilege altogether and just be a right? Why is it not a privilege for you to jump on Amazon and have something at your house here in 10 minutes? Uh, you know, if I got to say, yes, I'm this person or prove it, I'll do it, dude. I mean, it's a privilege. Right. And by the way, what this technology is talking about is so, Bruce, you just got a new cell phone. So it would have asked you one time to verify your identity and the filters off forever. You don't have to worry about it again. So are you willing to take that 30 seconds to try to save the neighbor's kid because their parents are too stupid to do it? Uh, I'm really going to have to think about it. If I must. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're, you're damn right. Yeah. I get your trepidation. I truly do. But when you oh fix it that way, will you I'm, take I mean, 20 seconds to save the neighborhood? No. I don't know. I just, I just get weird about you know having to 
Think about the children, you, you know? Is it rude? And tell me if it is, and I'll move on. Is it rude to ask this question? Uh, what's the last charity that you've given to? The last one. Me? Yeah. Uh, I actually, Audubon Society. The Audubon Society. What is it for? Environmental protections. Yes, birds and that sort of thing. And also, <laughs> we, we give, my, my dad in particular was really into like birds and feeding the birds and that sort of thing. And so I, I give and honor him. And also my sister and I give to um, the ASPCA and the MSPCA as well. So my point is, is that you're caring for the children in one aspect of this world. You just don't have to do it in this one. Who are those you saving? Animals. Uh, you're saving those birds. You're saving those animals for who? To make children happy, dude. You know you are. The Knights of Poppy. I know. Well, they go to petting zoos all over the world. <laughs> right. dude, you're caring for children, whether you like it or not, right. is what I'm as saying. Long as, as long as it's not a heavy petting zoo, and then we're okay. <laughs> and then, then, then you got that runs into a little bit of problems. Right. All right. Do you, does it upset you that the government tells you to wear a seatbelt? So many people say, don't tell me what to do in my own car. Well, you know what? If if you've been in a collision, like a head-on collision like I've been in, yeah, uh, yeah, then then you definitely appreciate ah, it. So the greater good outweighs your inconvenience of being told to do something. No. If people don't want to wear a seatbelt, that's that's on them. You know, um I think you should have to pay more in insurance. Okay. If, if you know where and if their belts. body flies through the windshield and hits me in the car next to him, is that is that on me or on them? That's on them, actually. Well, now he's on me. So. Well, and bleeding on you, too. You talk right. about a risk of hepatitis and whatnot, you know? Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'm just saying, it's a, it's a can of worms when you start to look at different laws of what we should be told to do or not do. Should I be told to prove I'm 18 to go fight in a war? You know, should I have to? No, but you do have to. Like, Listen, when you do you guys know when Obamacare was uh, being implemented, they were trying to get Obamacare passed? Uh, people like my brother were like, it's unconstitutional. This is, that's why it bothers me. Cause well, I always thought it was weird. Oh, you have a special needs daughter, uh, and you, her healthcare expenses are outrageous. I can't believe you're against this. Uh, well, it's unconstitutional, uh, because if you don't do it, you get fined. Much different. Uh, personal responsibility. Right. Yeah. You don't you don't leave that bill for the hospital to cover for you. You per you take care of that bill yourself, and you, the way you do that is by having insurance. Of course. But back to porn. That's a more universal topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, I believe you had a, a question for the audience about pornography, uh, viewing habits, or whatever. Oh well, uh, young Stephen and young Bruski, I'm sure that you can remember the days of yore when you watched porno. It was. I mean, I've seen. Steve's porn habits change at a far uh, throughout the years, <laughs> including uh, recently. Yes, <laughs> yeah, including recently. Uh, we. I'm curious. I know that I've changed since I was younger, but I still sort of like the same uh, foundation of my porn and the type of porn I look at. But it's changed a bit, and porn has changed. There weren't all these uh, stepmom movies when I was a 20-year-old, you know? Sure. So my thought is, do you change what you're looking at through the years not only, but when you're in front of different audiences, do you look at different porn? Different if I'm audiences? by myself, do I look at, you know, just what I want? Or if I'm going to lay down with my wife, do I put on oh. a different type of porn? I see. 
what kind of porn do you watch solo versus if you're watching it either with a wife is is that really the question like sometimes you're party with a bunch of dudes and uh you know somebody puts on a porn (laughs) that'd be a party i'd leave dude i don't (laughs) i'm not up for watching porno with a bunch of people i haven't been to that party since high school but yeah yeah exactly (laughs) Same, same thing here high school you're at somebody's house and, and yeah. drinking, and all of a sudden somebody pops a, a VHS tape on, yeah. and you're like, oh, look at that. That's I a- think that was because porn was so rare. We were all yeah. like, look at what I got here, guys. You know? yeah. there was a, I had a friend in high school that was apparently allergic to porn, because whenever it would come on, he would get an upset stomach and have to go to the bathroom. For- <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just stayed in there for a long time. Yes, yeah, it was very odd. Uh, so listen, uh, personal porn watching habits, I would say they've only changed significantly when the internet came about and you had much broader access to you, like you were saying, you discovered things that, that you simply did not have access to in the eighties or into the nineties or whatever. So yes. maybe the spectrum broadened a little bit, but since then it has stayed relatively stable. The only changes that I ever go through that I was just referencing is I never used to search black hair in my porn, you know, search categories, sure. but sure. now that I'm dating a woman with black hair, I'd like to find that in my, uh, my watching habits. So that's become a, a search uh, result that Google was like, Hey, wait, you never used to search for black-haired MILF or whatever. You know, you're, you're, is that what it is? Is it the black-haired MILF? That's how you would just type it in that way? Black-haired MILF, black-haired anal, black-haired whatever. You know, there, you can Whatever you want to see, black hair. Sure. Yeah, but you got to preface it with that. Because as I've said before, when I watch porn, I like to, I like it to be relatable to my real world. Sure. Either I want the actress to look like the person I'm with or the scenario has to be something I've either done or want to do with somebody. If you put a porn in as you lay with a lover, would it be a different porn than you would put on with yourself? Yes. I don't need to defend my uh, porn with uh, with uh, someone else. So <laughs> you don't want to be judged. Right. So what okay. I tend to do and I haven't done this in a while, in fairness, um, but with my, uh, with my ex-wife, we used to occasionally do this, but I would always, 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 always put orgy porn on when it was oh, the two mm. of us. because orgies to me, there's a variety of things to look at body sure. types, male, female, different activities going on. It's a, uh, it's an amuse bouche. It's a potpourri platter of <laughs> when you put on orgy. So I recommend that for a couple of viewing. That's brilliant. Focus in on what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant, dude. I'd never even thought about it that way. Um, I put thought but, into these things. So. My yeah. ex, the Hindenburg, was really weird about porn. Like, she had all of this, like, these women are marginalized and abused and all this. But then when she would get all horny and wound up, like, in the middle of us going at it, she'd be like, put a porn on, put a porn on. I want to see a porn. I want to watch other people doing it. But then wow. as soon as we were done, she was just like, turn that off, turn it off. It's wrong. It's bad. It's wrong. Like this, yeah. this is people that were raised in religious households that yes. look at it that way, in mind. made to feel bad about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and to to that point, there's times um, that I will feel that way myself. Yeah, get done watching it, and after the fire, think, oh gosh, dude, boy, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what, what I got over that a long me? time ago. Same here. <laughs> Same here. I don't have any problem. Right. Like pat yourself on the back type stuff? Like, ah, yeah, that was a good I session. I don't know if I'm applauding my efforts, but I'm not feeling bad about it or anything. Yeah. I will, I mean, sometimes That's healthy. I, will, Thank you. I will sometimes tell myself, wow, that was a really good one. Because sometimes yeah. it's better than others, you know. Brewski's the guy who yells Yahtzee at discharge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I will say, by the way, with the Hindenburg, whenever 
she would request it in the middle of, you know, a sporadic moment like that. The other philosophy I go with is to do uh, roulette porn. Just pick something. That uh, way you're not culpable for it. Like, I'm just going to page three, video two, click play. Because yeah, that way you don't know what you're nice. going to get. And you you're not responsible into for it, dude. Oh yeah, 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 he's covering his covering his bases. I don't blame him. Yeah, See, yeah. I'm more. I guess I'm more simple. Sometimes I put on girl on girl, and then sometimes I uh, just put on you know straight going at it. Yeah, and it yeah. just kind of I don't wonder what the mood's going to be, but you know those are the two I kind of go between. Here's a question for you: So guys like lesbian porn, right? And why no. do you like lesbian porn? I absolutely don't. I, I don't. don't. I don't by myself. I never watch it. No. Have you ever? Uh, yes. Okay, let me rephrase this. Why do you think most men would watch lesbian porn? Because lesbians are not the only ones watching lesbian porn. Right. Straight yeah, guys no. do because it's two yeah. of what you want, right? It's two women. Sure. It's, or the married, yeah. right? It's, I mean, that's the basic uh, mindset. Why does that not work for women watching gay porn to men? Well, first of all, the women in lesbian porn that usually are not full-on lesbians sure sure you know whereas but exactly whereas with the two with the men in gay porn more times than not they're two gay men and those gay men would if that woman were with them would want nothing to do with her physically yeah Mm -hmm. i agree with that i'm just trying to figure out why do guys want to watch two of what we like but women don't want to watch two of what they like it's just the inherent difference in the sexes is the real answer but yeah it just shows you that we're just all fundamentally wired different but i say but i I also think that I think that guys somehow think that if they're watching two women going at it with each other, yeah. like in their mind, they could they could picture themselves getting tagged you know, in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Getting, you know that sort of thing. But but if if a woman's watching two gay dudes, then it's yeah. like you know that she can't imagine that. That's our hurt. narcissism as men, though, right? That you know, obviously, I could tag into this, and they'd be <laughs> they'd be fine with it, you know, because they're not really gay. Like they want a man once in a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. It is something funny to think about, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess you got a point there, Harness. But men and women should be treated equally, but don't ever fool yourself into thinking that we are actually equal as far as how our brains function we are not when i had my kids a boy and a girl i saw that at a very fundamental level that mm. they're just wired differently they are there's nothing right or wrong about it it just is what it is yes yeah. so i'm all for equal treatment of everyone but don't fool yourself to thinking we're all the same because we're not one of us are from mars and one of us are from venus <laughs> usually when i watch porn it's going to sound really weird to say this but I will go back to the porn that I grew up watching. Yeah, you're running. What do you What do you mean? Like, like a specific uh, actor or actress or something? Oh, or? yeah, there's one in particular from the early '80s named Dorothy LeMay, where I can watch her and Okay Parker, and she, both of them, will always do it for me, huh. no matter what. No That's ma- interesting. You know what it is? She just has this like. Like enthusiasm for what she's doing. She <laughs> she loves her job, her, dude. Her work ethic is what turns oh, you on. Yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 she's just, and she's just like, she seems really kind of like real sexual and, and, and powerful, not like in a yeah, shrinking no. violet kind of way. You know what I mean? Sure. She, she's like, you know, do this and do that. And If you go yeah. lay down uh, with a lover, do you put something different on or do you have things picked out if you're with a, a person? Well, I can tell you that we had a we had an awkward moment when I was with the Jen. The Jen wanted me to put on porn with white women and black men. Okay, mm-hmm. which got only weird because the guy she was dating, two guys before me, 
was a black dude she was with engaged to. I started saying to myself, well, geez, if she wants to watch that. Sure. Like, you know, the, I the, can see it. I get it. That's like it, Steve it, telling, uh, you know, another person, like, type in black haired <laughs> into right. this porn search. And it's appropriate with, with that person, but not if you're yeah. trying to reminisce about somebody from your past. Well, that, but yeah. I, I, and I asked her that, and she said, oh, no, no, no. You know, for, after all these years, for her, that was what felt like she home. was. She was kind of raised, right? that was the porn she was raised on. Versus sure. I was raised on 70s and 80s porn, you know? Um, yeah. I, uh, I am a, uh, I'm a porn racist apparently because I only want to see white dudes. Because again, I want to be able to picture myself in that role. And if your skin looks different than mine, your junk looks different than mine, and it's not relatable to me. You uh, have tagged yourself correctly. You are a porn no, racist. I, yes. I mean, I say that jokingly, I, not in a no. disparaging way. I just porn has to be relatable in my mind. So if you don't look somewhat like me, I can't I can't relate. You can't relate as just be that. Oh, there's another human being doing what I'd like to do. No, because their junk looks different than mine. So it takes mm-hmm. me out of the game. It takes me out of the moment. I also hate watching. I will not watch porn that uses condoms. You're destroying oh, yeah. fantasy for me. This is yep. supposed to be fantasy. I don't need the realities of STDs in my porn. I've nope. turned on some good porn where I'm like, oh, that chick's looking hot. And then the guy puts a condom on. I'm like, nope, stop. Nope, I'm out. Next video. My motto with porn is only if it's not 4K, no way. You know, I'm not going to watch, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to watch 80s porn. I can't do it. I can't watch bad. Can't, I want the lighting to be correct. You know, well, every once in a while, there'll be a scene that you can tell was, uh, taped in, you know, just like with a cell phone in an apartment, I can look at it, you yeah. know, and be fine. But for the most part, not 4K, no way, dude. Well, but so Nick, late 70s, early 80s porn does not look that way. They actually filmed on film. Yeah. Okay, well, that's probably it's the, the 80s, you know, early 80s porn that is just yeah. all dark. I don't do HD only, but there are certain low-res settings. There's some I put on where I'm just like, no, nope, too flirt, you know, blurry or pixelated. So, Or yeah. the box is too small. You know, come on. Or the box is too hairy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, boy. All right. So what we've learned is STDs are on the rise. Um, apparently, porn's not to blame. It's uneducated high school kids. So. <laughs> Oh, and, also, and also senior citizens now who think that because they can't knock somebody up, you know, uh, they can just go raw dogging all over the place. Yes, that is the other thing we've seen a lot of news stories on is the uh, spike in uh, STD cases at retirement communities, which yeah. I applaud them, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I don't know if I'm 80 or 90, maybe I don't care if I get some disease. Like, I'm, <laughs> I got one foot in the grave already. So well, living for the minute. Yes. Yeah, so fortunately, fortunately, these days you can get tested for STDs, and it's it's not as invasive as the time when I had to get tested for an STD, and I got the very long Q-tip uh, put that, put down the, the shaft of my penis. Ooh, how far up did they have to go? Uh, they went all the way down. For me, that's like ten down. inches. I don't know how far. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, <laughs> how far? How like how many inches in do they have to go to get a valid sample for that test? Probably at least. Four to five. Oof. Oh, Oof. and not and Did not they let to, you and, chub up. And not to, oh, no. no. And as a matter of fact, when I when I was sitting, the the doctor said to me, "Now, Jason, I want you to understand that I've had men pass out while this is happening. Yeah. If you do, don't worry about it." And I'm thinking to myself, "Talk about impending doom. I'm already nervous as it is. This is adding to it." I'm yeah. staying very alert as you do this. I'm not passing out. But then once they put the Q-tip down, they have to spin it at that uh, point too. To yeah, it's like the culture. COVID test, you know, <laughs> going they up. Gotta, they got to get a get a culture. So that was bad as it was. Is that For test about, changed nowadays? 
Yes. As a matter of fact, um, when I went to get tested for STDs recently, they can do it from a urine test and also a blood test. Okay. I was going to say, because I had a whole panel done when I broke up with the Hindenburg, and uh, uh, it was all blood and urine. No one had to stick a medieval torture device up my Johnson. No. And so, and when, when it happened with me, I had received a call from this woman I had gone on a few days with, and she's like, hey, by the way, you know, uh, this guy that I've gone out with has told me that he tested positive for chlamydia. You might want to go and get yourself tested. And I was just like, oh, geez, really? Yeah. And so, and this was 2001, actually. Did you, this, uh, in Seattle. If you, if I'm not in violation no. of HIPAA laws, uh, did you have chlamydia? I did not. Oh, you lucky bastard. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. So for a couple of days after that, Every time I had the, I had to urinate, mm. it was the most, the worst burning feeling oh, you've ever I felt. Bet. I bet. And and the first time mm. I had to urinate after after the test, yeah, I had gone to have dinner with some friends at Sizzler in South Center, and Oof. I'm in the men's room at Sizzler in South Center, <laughs> and I'm just like, just like screaming. Ah! Oh gosh, dude. That yeah, and then I had to walk good. out to Sizzler, and and one of my friends is like. Everything all right, man? It's sizzling, okay? I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. I'm like walking up to the salad bar like, oh, God, this is awful. Yeah. No, seriously, that's medieval torture. So, all right, now but that yeah. we've left that visual in everyone's head. <laughs> yes. Practice safe sex. You don't have to do these tests. Every yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You should tell people that's exactly how they still do it. But now that's a foot long Q-tip. That's what we should be telling high school kids. Not you're going to make Jesus cry if you have premarital sex. You're going to have to have a piece of wood inserted in your junk, gentlemen, if you go out there and bang away. They'd have to put me out for it. I couldn't let them do it. And I'm being honest with you. I just wouldn't let them do it. I all suffered through the chlamydia. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to put me down for this. Just give me the medicine for every STD there is. I'm not going through yeah, the test, yeah. so just give me all That's the That's not evidence. a bad idea either, dude. <laughs> right. Can we just assume I have it? They can just give me, write me a script, and, yes. and we'll, we'll be all good. Take some antibiotics. We'll be done by nine, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, ladies right. and gentlemen, check out our webpage, thevocalminority.net, and uh, yeah, reach out to the program. We appreciate all our new listeners and see our socials as, uh, yeah, they're all fun and nice. TikTok, <laughs> you know, be with you. Yes, for the yeah. foreseeable future. Otherwise, YouTube's great. Facebook is great. Owned by good old American companies. <laughs> all right. Until next time. Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Take one.